James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Are free, secure, and fair elections endangered in America? The crux of the issue really comes down to uh, do, do Americans and do voters have confidence that we as, as citizens and as voters have a, vo- have a voice, a meaningful voice in our government? We look at questions raised by the 2020 elections and give you an opportunity to help secure our future elections on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. America's founders blessed us by handing down the freest and most stable structure for government in the history of the world. But as founder John Adams once noted, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other, he said. Today, this stable structure is threatened by those who would abuse and pervert it to their own ends. On this program, you will see how the integrity of America's elections has been threatened and how our vital religious foundations are a bulwark for our freedom you'll discover what we need to do to protect your vote. Many questions were raised about voting irregularities in the 2020 election, some of which still have not been fully answered. What are the threats to the integrity of our elections? And what safeguards should Americans of every party affiliation agree upon to protect legitimate votes? Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb brings us this report. The 2020 election was fraught with problems, with many questioning the integrity of the vote in certain places. We're going to do exactly what we'd be doing if he had conceded and said we've won, which we have. And you don't concede when there's theft involved. Part of what made election 2020 so different was dealing with the COVID pandemic. We have learned that there was a coordinated effort to change the way we vote, you know, in the middle of the game, change the rules for voting in the middle of the game. And a lot of the way that was done was actually through the COVID crisis. No matter where one stands on the 2020 election, one thing is clear. Voter integrity is paramount. Moving forward, we must get this right. The crux of the issue really comes down to uh, do do Americans and do voters have confidence that we as as citizens and as voters have a vo- have a voice, a meaningful voice in our government? So we need to have confidence that all of our voices are heard. Otherwise, uh, it, we we start moving closely more more closely towards almost banana republic status. You need to not have rules of voting that make it impossible to detect fraud. This is why people care so much about how the rules are set going in. In the last few months, some states, such as Georgia and Texas, have even passed voter laws to try and prevent cheating. Georgia's law 
was accused of being racist. The new Georgia election law. It's an atrocity. The fact that uh, we are calling, or that some are calling Georgia's um, new rules for voting as um, Jim Crow on steroids, that's just propaganda, and that's just media hyperbole, and just trying to get people stirred up in their emotions. The fact that we're just asking for basic information, we're not asking you to count jelly beans in a jar, we're just asking you to get a photo ID. You can do that. You really can. As we consider future elections, what are some of the key ways to try and ensure that they are fair? Consider such steps one at a time. First is the implementation of voter ID laws to ensure that the voter is indeed who he or she claims to be. Voter ID laws are, are critical. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that we're, we're going through this, um, this process around COVID that, um, you know, more and more people are starting to call for, uh, for various kinds of identification, uh, whether you've been vaccinated. So apparently it's important for us to have identification and papers uh, for, for kind of basic, uh, you know, other basic functions, but there shouldn't be. In some people's opinion, apparently they're, they're, it's, uh, it's restrictive or, or constrictive to, to have any kind of uh, basic identif identification requirements for, uh, for casting a vote. Those laws have been in place now for more than a decade. We have a year's worth of turnout data uh, in states with voter ID laws, that data clearly shows it does not suppress votes, does not keep people out of the polls, it certainly does not keep minority voters out of the polls. If, if it was difficult to get a voter ID, uh, you can say it was a restraint to participation. Well, it's not difficult. And you just think whether it's taking out a library book, getting on an airplane, you know, buying certain, you know, uh, adult beverages. Yeah, you have to show an ID. And yet, all over the country, voter ID laws are under attack. Another major step to ensure voter integrity is to make sure that non-citizens are not casting illegal ballots. The left has proven that it believes in voters without borders. You know, not, not, only, not only do they believe in a nation without borders and an obligation to uh, protect its borders. They believe in voters without borders, and so they are into vote harvesting. They are into loosening the rules. Uh, unfortunately, there are non-citizens who are registering and voting in many areas of the country. It's very easy for them to do it. Election officials don't do anything to to certify or check on the citizenship of people registering to vote, and uh, that is a real problem. Another important step to ensure voter integrity is to ban so-called ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting is one of the latest techniques uh, that the left is using to, I believe, steal elections. Ballot harvesting uh, is legal in some jurisdictions and it means you can go out and collect ballots from people you're not related to. Usually you cannot vote you cannot turn in a ballot for someone you're not related to, and that's to prevent vote fraud. What the left has been doing, the progressive left, is they, they've been urging that polling places be closed and that we switch to all-male elections, which is a, a very bad idea. We can safely hold our elections uh, uh, with in-person voting. Election officials certainly can do that if they follow the 
the very same safety protocols that all of the grocery stores and pharmacies, retail establishments are using where we're going every day. And mail-in voting uh, is a very a bad idea. It is vulnerable to all kinds of, of uh, potential problems. Interestingly, Christians could change virtually every election if they showed up and voted their biblical values. The only way that you know that your vote won't count is to not cast it. Your goal at the Faith and Freedom Coalition is to do what when it comes to mobilizing the Christian and conservative voters? Well, for Faith and Freedom Coalition, our, our goal is to make sure that every Christian voter knows that there is an election, knows where the candidates fall, and feels mobilized or energized to participate in that election. Uh, so we believe that, uh, that we uh, help to give the voice to Christian conservative values and Christian conservative people across the country. And how, how big is the voting block of the faith voters? The, the faith vote remains the single largest demographic in American politics. It's larger than the unit, union vote, it's var larger than the minority vote, and larger than the, uh, the gay vote, all totaled together. Our real focus is to make sure that it's easy to vote, but it's hard to cheat. And, uh, and so the way that we really structure legislative policy in each of these states that we're trying to, to weigh in on is, is really centered around that, um, that drive and that mission. It's absolutely essential that we keep our elections secure and fair, protecting them from any who would abuse them for the sake of power and influence. We have put together a petition to your governor and your two senators calling upon them to protect the integrity of elections in your state. Some on the left want to put elections into the hands of the federal government, centralizing power and removing even more safeguards from the system. This petition calls on your governor and senators to stand firmly against that and to take measures to ensure election integrity. Contact us now to get your petitions, sign them, and return them to us as soon as possible to make your voice heard on this fundamental issue. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339 or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. Our blessed system of representative democracy was handed down to us by political geniuses who valued freedom and understood the threats to it. Their Christian outlook is the reason why Dr. D. James Kennedy explains in this portion of his message, the Bible and the Constitution. In 1787, 55 founders of this country met to perform what has been called the miracle in Philadelphia and gave out which, that which has been described in England as the 
greatest work of the mind of ever struck from the mind of uninspired men, the Constitution of the United States. There is no doubt that there is greater controversy over just exactly what it was that they gave us and what were their intentions in giving it to us than there has ever been before. In 1986, a federal judge in Chicago said this, the truth is that America's origins are Christian and that our founding fathers intended and achieved full religious freedom for all within the context of a Christian nation. In the First Amendment as it was adopted rather than as we have rewritten it. May I say that many of these principles have been so obscured in recent decades as to be almost unrecognizable. They gave us a government by law and not by men. That is the meaning of a republic. A republic is a government by law. If you ask the average person today what kind of government we have, they will tell you we have a democracy. Do you realize that the Founding Fathers believed that democracy was the worst form of government? That is so alien to modern secularists that they have no idea. They believe that because of the sinfulness of man that when you had rule by men, you were on your way to tyranny. Whether it was ruled by an individual man, a king, or ruled by the majority, they feared the mob rule. We saw rule by men. They had just seen it take place in France in the French Revolution. The prevailing view in England was rex lex. The king is law. Whatever the king says is the law. But Samuel Rutherford is a Christian taking his teachings from the Bible said the law is king. Lex rex. And therefore, as the people of God had been governed by the law of God given to them in the Ten Commandments, so also they were going to be governed by law. By the way, the Ten Commandments were first introduced into civil government outside of Israel by St. Patrick. In 432 in Ireland, the Ten Commandments became part of the civil law of Ireland. Shortly thereafter, in the 500s, they became part of the civil law in Scotland by Columba. And in 600, they became, because of the work of the monk Augustine, they became part of the civil law of England. And so also, they became part of the law of America. So that was the first principle they gave us, that government is to be by law and not by men. Second principle that they gave us was that all men are created equal. Now, this was a radical departure from what had been known. In England, you certainly didn't have equality. You had the nobility and hoi polloi, the unwashed masses, the many. And uh, that was completely eschewed by the founding fathers who believed that all men were created equal. The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. And so, therefore, they saw that men were created equal before God. And so, therefore, they gave us that equality. Now, that was the principle. It took us another hundred years before that principle was fully explicated and uh, all men were 
considered to be equal, but the principle was enshrined in the Constitution. Thirdly, they gave us inalienable rights. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, said Thomas Jefferson in his uh, declaration. I should say that that really is not quite accurate. Those truths are not self-evident. If they were self-evident to mankind, they would have been self-evident to everyone. But these were radical departures from anything which had been seen before. The truth of the matter is, though Jefferson was probably the least person to want to acknowledge this, is that these were not self-evident. They were something that was taught. They were things that were taught in the scripture, that people had rights that came from God. God, by the way, guarantees our rights in the Ten Commandments. The right of private property is guaranteed in the commandment, thou shalt not steal. The sanctity of life and our right to life is guaranteed in the commandment, thou shalt not kill. And so the various rights that we have come from the guarantees that God has given us by his commandments. Do away with the commandments and you do away with our inalienable rights. So it, you see that when the Supreme Court says we can't put the Ten Commandments up on the walls of our schools, that they are indeed chipping away at the inalienable rights that we have from God, though most people don't recognize what's happened. As I said, most people usually end up saying what happened. Liberty. Christians believe the text that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free, the Bible says. And when the shackles of sin had been broken, shortly thereafter, everywhere, those who had been set free by Christ and had been given spiritual freedom began to seek political and civil freedom as well. And so it was a tremendous impetus of Christian redemption that moved people to seek the liberty in every part of their lives. And so that was guaranteed to us in the, in the Constitution, an extent of liberty never before seen anywhere else in the world, and it came from the Word of God. All of these things and many others show us that it was out of the Bible that the principles of Christianity were brought forth and wedded to the principles of civil government. Therefore, I think today, we need to become informed about these things so that we can stand up and tell the truth to our people. We need to become knowledgeable about what was given to us and we need to become active in supporting it. How tragic it is that so many Christians have by default let this nation drift more and more into secularism by not praying for our nation, by not working, by not even voting in many cases. Half the Christians in a survey 10 years ago didn't even vote in a national election. This is absolutely sinful. Christians need to become involved to pass on to our posterity this great heritage which is gradually sifting through our fingers like sand because of our ignorance, because of our apathy in our own day. Dear friends, I would urge you to recommit yourself to that great, the great principles that our founding fathers gave us in the founding documents of this nation and to strive by every method, by our prayers, by our efforts, by our work, by our evangelization to make this nation 
a Christian nation once more. Because of the abandonment of these principles, all manner of ills and plagues and problems have descended upon this country. Our only hope is to go back to the foundations and to rebuild the Christian heritage that made this nation great. As Dr. Kennedy just shared, it is spiritual freedom that has given birth to political and civil freedom. Freedom is a precious thing and once lost is not easily regained. That's why ensuring fair, secure elections is absolutely critical for a republic like ours. Yet the 2020 election raised many concerns about the integrity of our elections. You and I need to stand up and make our voices heard on this. We have put together a citizen's petition calling upon your governor and your two United States senators to stand against efforts to federalize elections and for important measures to protect the safety and security of the voting process. We must not let opportunists seize power through election procedures that are rife with opportunity for fraud. Contact us immediately to get your petitions, sign them, and return them to us as soon as possible. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. And if you're able to give a generous donation when you contact us to help us continue this important work, the ministry work that we do, we will thank you by sending you our exclusive new DVD, Key Steps to Restoring Election Integrity. This DVD program features journalist Robert Knight, author of Liberty on the Brink, How the Left Plans to Steal Your Vote which predicted much of what we saw unfold in the 2020 election. In this DVD, he analyzes what happened and gives steps for how to avoid it in the future and how to secure our elections. And if you're able to give a generous ministry gift of $60 or more, we will send you the DVD plus the new hardcover bestseller, Rigged. How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections by Molly Hemingway. This is the definitive account of the 2020 election based on Molly's exclusive interviews with campaign officials, reporters, and even Supreme Court justices. It exposes the truth about the irregularities surrounding the last election and serves as a reminder for weary patriots that truth is still the most important and most powerful weapon. That's the DVD program, Key Steps to Restoring Election Integrity, featuring journalist Robert Knight as thanks for your generous donation, and the DVD plus the blockbuster new book, Rigged, 
how the media, big tech, and the Democrats seized our elections by Molly Hemingway. As our thanks for your generous ministry gift of $60 or more to help us stand for truth and defend your freedom. And whatever you do, make sure you contact us to get your petition to your governor and two senators calling upon them to secure our elections. Sign them and return them back to us as soon as possible. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. If Americans cannot be assured of fair and secure elections, our system of self-governance simply cannot endure. In recent years, elections have become live-or-die, winner-take-all blood sports, attempts to steal or overturn elections or accuse the other side of doing that have become increasingly common. And the once rare measure of impeachment now becoming a regular Washington spectacle. To listen to the media, you might think that President Trump was the first person ever to question election results. But after President Trump was elected in 2016, defying the polls and all expectations, his opponent, Hillary Clinton, called him an illegitimate president. Pulitzer Prize-winning New York Times columnist Paul Krugman said that since debunked Russian collusion hoax was pushing the Trump administration into a crisis of legitimacy. And you can go back even further. President George W. Bush, who narrowly won the presidency in 2000, was accused by his opponents on the left as being selected, not elected, after the Supreme Court stepped in to stop the endless Democrat-demanded Florida recounts. But there is a deeper question at issue. Why is every election now a ripe target for attack and intrigue? It's because the left has spent decades expanding the power of government. They have sought to intrude the state into every aspect of life, rendering everything political. There is now nothing off limits from the federal government and questions from what school your child can attend to whether you can walk in an open park during a pandemic all devolve into bitter partisan political acrimony because we have given the government too much power. We have made the state into an idol, asking it for provision and safety and comfort. Only when we break this idolatry can we put politics back into its proper place. That place, biblically, is limited to punishing evildoers and maintaining proper order, not micromanaging every facet of our lives like an overbearing nanny ordering around a small child. 
D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. And here's a look at the next truths that transform. Another major problem with the 2020 election is the way that our big tech companies put their thumbs heavily on the scale uh, throughout the election. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.